Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. This week, I have a really special treat for you guys. I have my first recurring guest back on the show. I got to talk to Paige Henry. If you haven't listened to the first episode, that's episode five, where we got into Paige's background, her everyday training and nutrition, and just how she went from a complete beginner to one of the most elite athletes in the world. But on this one, I wanted to shift gears a little bit. We got into her performance and how she went into each workout for the 2020 CrossFit Games Open. So it was really cool to get her perspective on workouts that went well, what didn't go well, how she approached repeats, and everything in between. And since we did the original podcast, Paige actually packed up all her stuff, moved across the country to California, and we got into just how that transition has been and it was just really cool to sit down and talk with her so i will say the audio quality may not be great we tried going over skype twice but the connection timed out so i just had to prop my phone up on speakerphone and just hold it close to the microphone to actually get the interview done but i don't think it takes away from anything we got into i think the content is great in this one i know you guys are gonna love this one Also, I have to shout out CrossFit South Bay, which is Paige's new gym. The last time when Paige actually moved to California, they reposted my podcast on on their story, which I think is awesome that people from California who I don't even know are getting the chance to hear this message. So I don't know how many people are going to listen to this one, but I know I'm going to have some new listeners. So I encourage you guys to just binge all the podcasts I've done so far. There's going to be plenty coming in the future, so I just appreciate every single one of you guys. I'll kick it over to the interview now, and I will talk to you guys after. Okay, so had some minor hiccups with the Skype call, but I am back with the first reoccurring guest we have Paige Henry on the podcast this week thanks for joining me Paige hi guys thanks for having me (laughs) awesome the audio is not that it doesn't sound bad so that's good cool okay so we got into a few things before on Skype but that didn't carry over so since we last talked you moved to California so what's that been like that transition definitely been a hundred percent different than anything before basically but it's been awesome and so you got on you basically you went in august and then you were there by the end of september so what uh made you dead set on going there i've been thinking about moving down to like miami florida probably for the past four years or so but I kind of like got chickened out every year I always want to live somewhere warm so then my roommate he actually came to Dubai with me when we were boarding the airplane he was like wait hold on I gotta get this call real quick it's uh my landlord I was like what do you mean and he was like moving to California next week he just packed up his car and drove out here so I was like oh wow that's crazy so then in August, it was like a Sunday. I wanted to take a last minute trip to go see him. So it was a Sunday. I booked my tickets and left that 
Tuesday to go visit them for about four or five days. And while I was out here, um, I was dropping into the CrossFit gym that I'm at now and Forrest, the owner, sort of asked what I was doing out here. And I was like, I don't know. I'm thinking about moving here. I'm not really sure. Um, and he said, well, if I do, I can start coaching here. And that's what I was doing back at home. Anyway, so my parents kind of had an idea that they thought I might stay here anyway. But uh, I wasn't completely sure. Plus, I had my job at the gym. And I loved the gym I came from. CrossFit Explode. Loved it there. Loved everyone there. Um, but my boss, Brian, he was kind of like, I mean, you've been wanting to move for so long. It's almost like you're an idiot if you don't go through with this. So I thought about some more and then I was like, yeah, why not make the move? So that was August. And then told him I was going to move on September 29th. Cause I want to make sure I was settled at least a week or two before the open, just because I've done every single open workout at CrossFit Explode, and he's always, Brian's always been there to judge me, film it, help me out, kind of do everything. It's like my comfort zone there, so I was nervous about going through an open anywhere else, so I just wanted to be at least settled. Sold all my stuff, and then I got out here September 29th, so it was about two months, a little less than two months, I think. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a quick quick turnaround so what do you think was the biggest challenge when you decide okay i'm going to move across the country what um what was the preparation like it was definitely the hardest thing i've ever done in my life um like getting rid of everything wasn't the hardest but it was more trying to find a place to live when i moved out here i didn't even have a place to live i ended up doing an airbnb mm-hmm. and then trying to find a place once i got here so it was kind of weird because i didn't know where i was going to be living at all um saying goodbye to my family was the hardest thing ever um my dad flew out with me which was awesome but we had dinner he stayed for one night and we had dinner and uh saying goodbye to him was the hardest thing i've ever done um saying goodbye to my gym everyone there uh we had like a going away party for me the day before i left i don't think i ever cried so much in my life that day and the following day uh they wrote me like a journal filled with like notes which is amazing i still keep it by my bed and i was on the airplane literally like crying as i was reading it because i didn't read it yet um so it was really hard saying goodbye to everyone i didn't realize it was going to be as hard as that was but uh yeah i guess that was the hardest part all of that just like saying goodbye and just going somewhere to coach a bunch of people that they don't know me so it's kind of you don't want to you're you're just trying to build that trust with everyone because Mm -hmm. They go to a CrossFit gym and you want to make sure that they're safe the whole time and that they're having a good time. So it was really scary coaching a bunch of people that you don't know because I knew everyone at my old gym for so long, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And with moving, was your ultimate goal, you think, to, to just 
get better at CrossFit? Is that what inspired this or was there something else behind it? Yeah, it was definitely CrossFit was the biggest thing. Um, I mean, I absolutely still love my old gym. Uh, I keep, keep in contact with just about everyone from there, which has been pretty cool. But uh, training feels a lot better out here. Like 90% of my days back at home, it was all by myself training mm-hmm. versus now I always have people to train with in the morning. I always have people to train with at night. I mean, there's a few things I'll still do by myself, but overall, I always have someone to train with, keep you company, uh, someone to push or like have someone push me. I mean, like just someone, it's just nice. Like you can bounce ideas off of each other, help each other out. It's just not as lonely as it was. Mm -hmm. So that part feels really, really good. And is there anyone else at um at the gym who's who is at your caliber? Yes. Um, so there's a girl, Nicole. Me and her, we don't do everything together, but we try and hit like one or two things a couple days a week together, and we always train together on Saturdays. Uh, her and her husband, they're awesome. He's like her coach, so he does all her programming and stuff. But um, she's been a huge, huge push. Uh, we both have our weaknesses and our strengths, so we can really help each other out with both of that. And it's just been really cool to have a girl to compete with because I haven't really had a girl at my gym to compete with. It's always been like working out with the guys, which has been amazing. I mean, I love working out with all those guys from back home. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really cool having like a girl to compete with because we are both girls and it's both the same division and it's just different but in a really good way. It's been awesome. Very cool. And I know just um, just when like when I wanted to when I was doing weightlifting and I was at a CrossFit gym and I just kind of I filled out a place all the time where like people weren't doing the same thing as me. So it was hard to get motivated when you see people who are running in and out of the gym and then I'm trying to do a snatch and they're walking in front of you. So just being in a different environment that's conducive to your goals, I think is huge. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Makes a big difference. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast where you – always going at it alone probably isn't the best strategy, especially for the sport that you're doing. It's an individual sport, but a lot of that push, you're relying on a lot of different people. Yeah, definitely. Like all the people really like just help in so many ways, whether they're working out with you or supporting you, helping you, helping you through the open workouts. Like it really does take a team of people to help you get through each day, mm-hmm. which is cool. So I wanted to get into just like each workout for the open. So you just competed in 2020 open. Is it, yeah. is it considered 2020? It is. Even though it's in 2019, they're calling it the 2020 open. Okay. And then, yep. so the next open won't, will be, so it'll be 2021 open and, 2020 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a little confusing to me. So I just wanted to like run through each individual workout, talk maybe a little bit on strategy. Um, if you had to redo any or anything like that. So 20.1, you had 10 rounds of eight ground to overhead and 10 burpees. What's your strategy going into that one? I knew I wanted to hang on to the barbell the entire time, and I wanted to stay as fast but smooth on the burpees. Um, I wanted to muscle snatch all the snatches just because it's quicker that way, and I knew it's an all-out sprint workout, but uh, it's not like you can go 100% on round one just because it still is 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that long sprint where you have to stay at that sprint pace, but you can't go 100% from the very start or else you're just going to crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. And trust me, I was always the athlete who would, I'd finish round, I probably would have finished round one in 30 seconds. And then by round yeah. three or four, I would be by the trash can <laughs> but that yeah so I think even though it's like a sprint you still have to pace yourself I guess in the beginning yeah okay so 20.2 this one was a longer one and 20.1 you had what 20 minutes to co- 20 minutes to complete it I think it was 15 minutes okay and how long did yeah, it take 15. you for that do you know how long I think I finished nine 24 okay wow so you're doing under a minute around that's insane yeah oh that i'm tired just thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) all right so then 20.2 is the longer one uh dumbbell thrust four dumbbell thrusters six toe to bar and 24 double unders yeah so what's your strategy when you see a longer one like this as opposed to the previous one which was a sprint so for that one i saw that there were double unders and i knew that those are definitely one of my weakest movements so i wanted to stay as smooth and relaxed as i could on those double unders um just because the thrusters and the toes bar you can always get those reps because they're so short Mm -hmm. and the double unders it wasn't a ton at one time but I knew over 20 minutes that was really going to blow up my shoulders because I'm not that efficient at double unders uh-huh. so my biggest goal was to just stay relaxed and I didn't want to get my shoulders to blow up too much so that those double unders wouldn't fail that much Okay. and it was also having like a really tight setup you want to have your rope right by the rig, double or dumbbells right underneath the rig. Everything kind of had to be right there. So you just moved in like basically a little circle of like stepping one foot into the next movement. Mm-hmm. And for for this twenty minute one, is this something where you're taking a little rest in between rounds, or is it just go the entire time? Just go the entire time. It wasn't like a all out sprint because it's twenty minutes. Yeah. But there wasn't ever a moment that you shouldn't be getting a rep in, almost. Like, I mean, I know there's times where you're not getting a rep, but you want to just stay in that constant, 
All right, double unders. All right, back to the thrusters. All right, toes to bar. You just want to keep yourself busy for that whole 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I guess for that one, it's just every single rep, just try to, try to, especially with the double unders, that you can accumulate the reps pretty quickly on that one. Yeah. Yeah, especially on that one. Okay, and then 20.3, so that was a repeat. I actually, yeah. I did this in 2018. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I, so I remember I did Diane in like 320 at like back at my gym. And then yeah. during the open, I didn't finish it in nine minutes because I couldn't do the handstand push-ups. Uh, with that standard. Yeah, so like yeah. I must the first round I think I did like thirty five handstand push ups and then I just kept falling on my head. <laughs> so Okay, so that one it was Diane, which is twenty one fifteen nine deadlifts handstand push ups. Yeah. And then you have the heavier barbell with the handstand walks. Yes. So what was your strategy going into that one? This was to break up Diane that first, even though it's a lighter barbell, I feel like that's kind of where it traps you. Everyone wants to hang on to every single rep. And I'm sure there's girls out there that did hang on to every single rep and were fine with that heavier barbell. But uh, my plan was to break up each round of those except the set of nine, just so it wasn't like I blew myself out in that first half because that's not really where the workout even started. The workout kind of didn't start until you got to that 205 barbell with the handstand walks. So I want to make sure my heart rate was in control. Everything was in control for the first 2159 of the deadlifts and handstand pushups. Mm-hmm. And I did want to do the handstand pushups strict just because I knew that would be a little bit quicker. And with that standard, with the, the tape on the wall. Yeah. I felt like if I'm just doing them strict, it's a less chance of getting any no reps because your body's kind of staying in that same position the whole time. And then I just want to stay fresh enough that when I finish the heavy set of deadlifts, I could kick right up into that handstand walk and not completely fall over. Just kind of trust myself on that. And so that's kind of how I went out with that workout. I just wanted to stay as smooth as I could. Definitely still a sprint because it's not a long time cap. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make sure I was smooth enough to be able to get through the handstand walks without failing. And we talked about it a little bit on the the Skype that we lost. But you did all these workouts twice, right? Yeah, I did them all Monday or Friday morning. And then I ended up redoing them all Monday morning. Okay. So I would give myself, I would work out all weekend. Sunday I would take super, super easy. Um, I kind of just kept talking about the workout all weekend long, how to figure out how to do better. Um, I got a lot of help from people. And then I would go at it again on Monday. Okay. And I saw your Instagram stories. Your Sunday workouts are not easy. <laughs> Would you have like a hundred calorie row, hundred calorie run? <laughs> so your version of easy and most other people's version of easy is a little bit different. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay, and then so twenty point four. This one, 
This one was a really tough one for you because it had the heavy barbell at the end. So it was box jumps, clean and jerks, and then pistols. Yes. So what was your um your max clean and jerk before you started this? 200. Okay. So you know once you get to the last barbell, you've never done that before. No, not off the ground, no. Okay. Is it like, is it tough going into the workout where you're like, I, I might not be able to do this? Or in your mind, are you already thinking I'm going to PR five times at the end of the workout? This one. So yeah, it's definitely tough. Um, max lift workouts and anything with the heavy barbell has always scared the crap out of me year after year. Um, cause that's always the workout that when, so when we used to have regionals and you had to make top 20 in your region, I would always sneak by, but that workout always took me out of the top 20. So I'd always have to fight to get back into that top 20. Mm -hmm. So then even like this year, I was in a good spot heading in towards, uh, 20.4 saw that workout announced. I was, I knew it was coming a heavy barbell. So I wasn't shocked by that by any means, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I definitely was super anxious, super, super stressed, but I knew going into that workout, I was so confident that I knew when I was going to get to that barbell, you would have to have a gun to my head and I would be lifting up that barbell. Like that's kind of how I felt going into that workout, but it definitely scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's definitely interesting because I know, I mean, most people were probably getting PRs on the second or third barbell, but um, it's tough. You do all that work and you're like, I might not be able to get this off the ground. Yeah. And especially, I mean, most of the girls, 205 is nothing for them. Mm-hmm. They like can just kind of power it and go, uh, for whatever reason, lifting heavy just hasn't come along quite yet. <laughs> That's why I was so scared for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it takes a long time, I think. That's... Yeah. So you've always had that endurance background where um, the he- the heavy stuff... I think it, it's definitely coming for you. I know you do a ton of Olympic lifting. Yeah. So, I do try and focus a ton all my lifting Mm -hmm. and then so this one i was looking up the rankings you finished 410th which was by far your worst one but um so you did the last barbell you pr'd basically you pr'd your clean and jerk four times so it was just that last rep you couldn't get yeah yeah i failed it three times and then ran out of time okay so it, so you, you were pretty close to finishing this one. Yeah, I would have been happy to get that last one. Um, I know it still wouldn't have been a great score because most of the girls finished it pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But just for my own self, I definitely would have really liked to get that fifth one. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened, that was on, on Friday was your best score? Yep. What happened on Monday? So Monday I went at it again, and it was kind of funny how this fell into place. Uh, so that was Friday, hit the workout, and then it was Saturday I got 
a message from a guy named Brett reaching out. And it was actually from the last podcast that me and you did. And he was reaching out to me. He's a like a mindset coach. Uh-huh. So he reached out, said how he listened to my podcast and he wanted to start working with me. And I was like, this is crazy. Like the most stressful week of the Open. And this guy is reaching out to me to help me with my mindset. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is probably perfect. So we actually talked a lot about this workout um, on Saturday. Maybe it was Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. And then even Monday before I went out the workout. We talked a lot about this workout. And I was trying to get my head in the best place possible. And I was thinking nothing but positive And kind of the same thing on Friday. I was like, you're going to have to have a gun to my head. Like, I'm getting these five reps. And in my head, I was going to finish this workout in 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Granted, that didn't happen. I ended up getting to the fifth or the last barbell and failing every single rep and not getting any at 205. <laughs> that's got it. Yeah, that's that's got to be crushing once you get to that point. Yeah, that was definitely frustrating. <laughs> Just because I knew, I wasn't sure exactly how that was going to drop me, but I knew that was going to drop me a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you do you wish that workout came earlier? Do you think it would have been different, say the workouts were structured in a different order, where instead of having one workout to make up that ground, you could have had two or three? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess that would have been nice to just get that heavy one over with. Because mm-hmm. it kind of is, it's funny, like, every week, I would stress thinking, all right, this is the heavy week. And then it wouldn't be, and I'm like, true, it's not. <laughs> and in the back of my head, I still knew the heavy week was coming. So then it was kind of like a blessing in disguise when the heavy week finally got announced. And I was like, all right, I'm in it. And then Monday, even though it went horrible and I was so bummed at myself, I was like, thank God the heavy week's over. They can literally throw any movement at me. And I know it's not going to go as bad as that heavy week. <laughs> so it kind of would be cool to just start off the open with a heavy week. Uh-huh. Just having that off my back, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so 20.5. This one was by far your best finish. I know You crushed this workout. I was just looking at some of the people you beat in this one. Um, <laughs> Tia Toomey. Brooke Wells, Kara Saunders, Katrin, and Annie were just some of the people I saw. So that is incredible. Be, what's it like to to um, come out on top of all these all these top girls? I really loved that workout. Um, ring muscle ups are my all time favorite movement. Um, I weirdly kind of love wall balls at this point because that's always also been one of my worst movements. And I practice them. I'm not even kidding, probably five days a week, maybe four days a week, some sort of wall ball, whether it's a heavy, a high, a normal wall ball. So I kind of get excited when they're in a workout and it kind of goes well because I'm like, cool, working on these literally every single day, actually. Like helps, um, and I was excited to end the open on a good workout. I just wish the whole open ended better, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. But I really did love that last workout. <laughs> so, 
So what was your strategy with, you said muscle ups are one of your favorite movements. Did you knock them out right away? So what I did, originally I wanted to go, I knew I wanted to make the workout in four rounds. So originally I wanted to go 12, I think the reps were like 12, 10, 8, 6, or something like that, whatever got to 40. And then in between each round I was going to go 20 cal row, 30 wall balls. And then I sent that idea to Brian, my old coach from Explode. Mm -hmm. He's been able to help me with the open workouts, which has been huge. Like, he's seen each video each week. He's been a huge help. He came back with the idea going 16 on the muscle-ups. So you went 16, 10, 8, 6 on the muscle-ups. Okay. So that's exactly what I did. I went 16 muscle-ups, 20 cal row, 30 wall balls, and then I went 10 muscle-ups, the row wall balls, uh, eight muscle-ups, the row wall balls, and then six, the row wall balls. And I just, so many people came at me with different other strategies, but for some reason, my heart was so set on that strategy that that's how I did it on Friday, and I didn't change a thing on that Monday either. I was like, I'm set on this strategy. There was like no one that could talk me out of that strategy. Mm -hmm. And did you, did you improve Monday when you did it, or was Friday the best you, you did? I improved just by three seconds on Monday. Okay. Is that is that like demoralizing, or are you happy with those three seconds? I was happy. Um, it's funny because whenever I redo a workout, they either don't go better, or they only go better by about... three to 10 seconds. I never get a huge improvement on any of these workouts. So I'm kind of happy just knowing that like my first time through isn't a wash. Like I like knowing that you could give me a workout and I'm going to go as hard as I possibly think I can round one. Like I don't need to rely on round two, if that makes sense. Uh So So I welcome spots. Yeah. And so the open's done now. What what's what do you do now? Like do you have any sanctionals coming up? Are you taking some time to rest and recover a little bit? So I do. I mean unofficially cuz they haven't sent out the invites yet. But uh cuz they go through like the video review process and all that. But through the open, I unofficially qualified for a uh, CrossFit Mayhem has a comp in January at uh, their gym. Mm-hmm. So I have that, and then I have Wadapalooza in February, and then in March, it's called the West Coast Classic. Okay. So I have that in March, and then in either May or June, it's Asbury Park in oh. New Jersey. Okay. So you finished 30th in the United States. Is there any way that would be good enough to, to qualify for the games out of the Open, or you don't think so? No. So out of the open, I think the blue line ended up reaching to either 32 or 34. Mm-hmm. And I finished, I think, 62nd. So it would, I don't think there would be any possible way. But at these sanctioned events, you can either win them or 
if someone already qualified from the open into the games kind of gets pushed to the next person okay so there's still chances through the sanctioned events but through the open there isn't okay but yeah i mean we just have to like take a second and think like 67th in the or 62nd in the world and 30th in the united states is incredible Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like you really, I think people don't understand, I get how stressful these five weeks are and how much hell you're putting your body through. <laughs> it's a long five weeks. It's definitely, literally, it's like five weeks of being in a competition because they announced the workout Thursday night. So all Thursday, you're trying to stay relaxed and recovered, but still you're anxious about the open announcement mm-hmm. and you hit the workout Friday and then you kind of analyze the workout all weekend long then you hit it again Monday and then the leaderboard closes at 5 p.m. our time, 8 p.m. your time and then you have Tuesday where nothing is really going on. You're like, all right, Tuesday, Wednesday, this is cool. Like I can train, but then it's like a cycle again and it just goes on for five weeks and it's like, every moment of every day you're trying to maximize either your recovery your mind your training it's really just every second is based around the open in my eyes Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy (laughs) and i wanted to dive into that a little bit you were talking there just about recovery is there anything you're doing differently now that you're in california to recover a little bit better it's weird. So ever since I moved here and I thought this would be the opposite, my sleep has been amazing. Um, I've always tried to sleep a lot, but for some reason here, my sleep has been even better. Mm-hmm. So I think that definitely helps with my recovery. And uh, that's about the only difference. It's just way better sleep than what I had before. Uh-huh. Other than that, everything's kind of the same with what I like how I go about with recovery. I guess having the ocean has been a help. Um, because I'm a huge, huge beach person. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to either get to the beach or go swimming in the ocean as much as possible. And that I feel like heals the body amazingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's any any like research to that, but I'm sure just being in an environment that um that you're content with i know you've been posting a lot on instagram just like kind of chilling at the beach and and just seeming like really happy Uh, yeah i've been loving being able to go to the beach that's been like my dream (laughs) yeah and i mean this morning i was i was taking a walk this morning at like 7 30 and it was 21 degrees Yeah, so it's getting rough here in Pennsylvania. Well, I definitely, I was, um, I was think like, for me, doing this podcast, like starting to, to grow on YouTube a little bit. I kind of, in the back of my mind, like California seems like the place to be. I moved out here too. I mean, there's people everywhere, but it's 
amazing the amount of people that actually aren't even from California. <laughs> like, everyone, I swear, is from somewhere else. And then every, like, so often you meet someone that actually is, like, born and raised here. Uh-huh. But, like, those people have just, like, moved here. <laughs> it's funny. And what, what part of California are you in? I know you're at CrossFit South Bay. Where is that? So that's in Hermosa Beach. Um, I guess it's technically in LA, but my town, it's like a, just a straight up beach town. It's super relaxed. Um, you can see the ocean from like the top of the hill from my gym, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. So it's just a really relaxed beach town. Like it's not uptight or anything like that. The people are super friendly and it's just like a beach town. (laughs) Very cool. Have you uh, have you found any spots to eat, or are you still on the all oats diet? I still eat oats like crazy. Um, I guess I've only gone out to dinner. So I went out to dinner with my dad. We got sushi. It was awesome. I don't remember the place that was called. And then Casey's family came out, and we went out to dinner to a steakhouse. Um, of course, I can't even remember what it was called, but that place was amazing too. But that's been the only time I've eaten out for dinner. Okay. I've just been cooking my food the other times. Because I know but the restaurants look good. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know LA is supposed to be a little bit more health conscious than here. I just didn't yeah. didn't know if you were seeing any differences, but it sounds like. No, it does seem like that. Like I know there's a place right down the street from my gym that you can actually give him your exact, like, macros, mm-hmm. and he'll put them into different meals, which is pretty cool. Oh, I just wow. haven't done it. Okay. Wow, that but is I cool. That cool. Well, I just wanted to end there. I thought this was great. I'm glad we just walked through everything. I feel like people can always look back next year if there's a repeat workout how you strategize these things. So I just want to thank you yeah. so much for your time and uh, congratulate you on your placing this year. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. This was awesome. Thanks again to Paige for coming on the podcast. I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk to you guys about how you can support the show. So as always, please make sure to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify whichever one you're listening to this on, give it a five-star rating and review if you liked it. And on this one, I would ask you guys to just share it to your Instagram story, maybe a couple words on a topic you liked, um, even something you didn't like or something I can approve. Just DM me on Instagram. It's at Angelo underscore Kelly one. I'd be happy to discuss whatever uh, concerns or just if you like the show. I'd love to hear about it. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. I will be back again, hopefully with another guest. I have something set up, so I hope that works out uh, again next week. And I just hope you guys have an awesome week. I hope you enjoyed, and I will talk to you guys next week.